and Too Much to Drink. I'm Travis. And I'm Nathan. Hey, there you guys are. Six-pack double feature. You can put six packs of soda in here. Got the early crack going on that. Well, the early crack gets the... I don't know where you're going with that one. I have nothing. I have nothing. Crack pipe joke? No. Plumber's crack? How's it? Plumber's crack. I like that. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm better than I was yesterday. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Welcome to it, gang. What's the matter? We'll get there. We'll try to get there. You're you're acting like you just watched a Rennie Harlan movie. I sent Nathan a text yesterday that he and I both read separately in a different tone. Nathan, I'll allow you to read read it your interpretation first. Mine was God damn, that was a bad movie. My way I intended it to be read, which is the way he read it and, and took it was fine. The way I interpreted it, uh, I wanted it to be interpreted was God damn. I mean, to be fair, there Point, were a lot of O's. There were a lot of O's in God. <laughs> Almost looked like good damn. But good Good is. damn, that was a good movie. I mean bad movie. I mean Deep Blue Sea, damn. <laughs> Before we get ahead of ourselves, gang, welcome to it. It's Krizappy. It's it, this is six pack double feature. I am not Nathan. I am not Travis. And we are here today with a proper old school what we call the double feature episodes. Not a pick six. You know what we're doing. We're watching two movies and we're comparing them. And we've told you what was coming. You knew what this was. You had time to prepare. You had time to run. Today we're doing Deep Blue Sea and Tremors. Uh, the idea behind this a long fucking time ago was to do Tremors and something. It was, it was going to be a Halloween. Maybe it was, was it Tremors and Piranha? Possibly. At one point it was Jaws and Piranha and then that didn't that didn't happen because Tremors is going to be paired with something I can't remember what it was going to be. And, and I no- took notes on Tremors 2 fucking years ago. Uh and we both decided like hey, it's a it's basically a Jaws Jaws-ish it's a Jaws movie. story. Um what else would go with it? And we bandied about several. We didn't um, necessarily want to pair it with Jaws though. No, so. no. And that's fine, because thank God we didn't. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not saying with regards to Tremors, but you know, no, you know what I mean. But uh, we ultimately landed on a movie, <laughs> a movie that if you remember um, some weeks back during B-movies, uh, our B-movie pick six, I talked about liking Deep Blue Sea. Of course, that was... Before I'd rewatched it. And how long ago was that? That I'd watched it. How long, the first time. How, long before, how long before this episode's research did I watch it? Yeah. Couldn't say. Couldn't say. Um, five, between, between five and ten years, probably. Well, let's refresh your memory. Frightening. Action-packed. Terrifying. Explosive. Thrill ride. Deep Blue Sea. Rated R. Now playing at a theater near you. Okay, so... Was that Optimus Prime? I was going to say, that's Optimus Prime. (laughs) Uh, I can't remember. Is it Peter Cullen? I don't know. I believe Peter Cullen was Optimus Prime. Uh, He was. Peter Cullen was Optimus Prime. That was the third trailer we could find, you guys. Uh, The first two were really hissy. The second one was Australian, I think. Yeah, I think so. uh, And had no dialogue. That one had about as much dialogue as the movie does plot. Um, You're looking up Peter Cullen, aren't you? Yep. I just want to confirm you're right. Yeah, it's Peter Cullen. Okay. 
That's I, what it said. Yeah, that's pretty sure it's Peter Cullen. Deep Blue Sea. I would have told you it was 97. I did not know it was a couple years later. Um, the cusp of the, of new, the new millennium. millennium. <laughs> um, wow. Well, you guys can probably figure out how we feel about this movie already, but I don't want to spend the next however many minutes picking this movie apart and shitting on it. I, I prefer one bowel movement than three or four or five. <laughs> they get right into... I could picture the meeting. It went like this. Look, it's we're, we're doing a shark movie. We're going to get compared to Jaws. Uh, there's definitely some Jaws references in this right. with the license plate from Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get compared to Jaws. This is not a Jaws movie. It's I don't even say it's a Jaws ripoff. It really, I mean, no, it's is. not really a Jaws ripoff. But it's more it's, of a it's more of a uh, like a disaster movie, really. Yeah. But they 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 come right in with like, look, we're going to get compared to Jaws. Let's get the fucking comparison out of the way with the first scene, and they really ape the beach scene from the first Jaws movie. Instead of uh, people skinny dipping drunk on the beach, they're partying out on a catamaran. Right. And the shark almost fucking gets them. Nice twist of having Tom Jane show up. Right. Connor. That is Carter. Name? Carter. I only watched it yesterday. It's okay. Can't expect me to remember that much. <laughs> I, my first impression when I started watching this was so regarding the very first scene is the first sign of having a party to say to your friend we're having a party. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to a lot of parties. Uh, with, Did you ever refer to it that you were having one while you were at it having one though? Probably. I'm probably something like you don't seem like you would party like it's like it's a great party man. Thanks for inviting me to your party. But I never said, like, this is a party. Yeah. <laughs> we, we weren't stating the obvious. <laughs> this is a beer. <laughs> this is a party. Those are boobs. <laughs> I mean, I've said all those things, but, you know. Of all the places that you could have boobs, you could have it right in the very first scene, and you don't have boobs at all in There's this no movie. boobs in this. Now, I want to talk about something later, and let's just call it the underwear factor. Okay? We'll just file that. For yeah, the- yeah. I've got, a, I, I've got I, 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 that scene has been burned in my memory and I think, since I saw it in '99. So I think I know. It, we'll we'll get there. Um, I would have told you I was 17 when I saw this. I swear I saw this on like Stars or HBO or something when I was in high school. But if it came out in June of '99, I was well out of high school. What the other thing I have it's like at the same meeting where they were like, "We're gonna we're, we needed to go ahead and just do we need to just do a scene that is very reminiscent of the first scene of Jaws, and we will just get it out of the way, and then we'll compare us to the fucking movie ever again." Oh, cool. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. It sure is the fucking 90s, isn't it, you guys? <laughs> all right, let's go. This movie has the fucking shit smear of 90s all over it. It's such a 90s pacing and 90s, like... Spectacle. Dialogue, like 90s, like, problems, like 90s acting and drama. We've never done this before, you know? I, I, okay, here's a question for you. Did you notice an individual... In the movie, maybe about four minutes in, that never said a word. And you're like, why is Ronnie Cox sitting there at the desk? Oh, yeah. And never says anything. Under, yeah. And then the movie just moves to the facility under the water, pretty much. Was that Ronnie Cox? No. Never mind. No. Don't worry about it. He's just sitting there with Samuel Jackson with his hand on his shoulder, like... He doesn't say anything, does he? No, he doesn't. Like, I honestly believe that there was scenes where they just cut... Stuff out like why would you bring in Ronnie Cox and go? But we don't want you to say anything. You don't like. I I'm, I'm going to say it now because I didn't go into it later. We're going to talk about how much I struggled with these notes. 
like what a magic wand what they could have done is Ronnie Cox could have been a total RoboCop uh total recall Ronnie Cox so like this is bad o- guy OCP <laughs> sure and then he could have he the plot could have been he sends Samuel L Jackson's character in to purposely sabotage what's going on see that would have been interesting it would have been yeah. mildly interesting anyway as opposed to what we get and I didn't even clock that he didn't talk that's crazy I didn't clock it. I just noticed he didn't say anything. And it was within like the first couple of minutes of the movie. After that opening scene, it's like at like the four or five minute mark. Yeah. And he's just sitting at the desk talking to whatever her name is. So did you see this right when it came out? Yeah, I saw this in the theater. I guess I would have probably seen it. Yeah, I was 23 when I saw this. I guess I would have seen it in like 2000 then when it <sighs> when it came it out. Up on, on like cable or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw this when I was 23. Pretty sure on the opening weekend. Um, and I could not wait to see it. Can you wait now? Two days ago, I could not wait for this movie to be over. <laughs> Had you have you seen it since you saw it when it came out? Yeah, ago. Okay. but it, it's probably been at least ten years, maybe longer. I remember always liking this movie, and I can't remember why. But I also used to like Limp Biscuit around the same time. So maybe you don't see me re-listening to them now. You don't see me fucking not really just listening to them now. <laughs> you know, you're right. I don't. Yeah. Um, I don't want to waste too much time. Can I give you a two sentence summary? Absolutely. Hey, what if we combine Jaws and Jurassic Park? Fuck yeah, it's the 90s. <laughs> it's a full-on combination of Jaws and Jurassic Park. I mean, not in a good way. Um, I have a lot of things written down, but it's uh, I'm not necessarily trying to jump around either. It's okay. It's uh, <laughs> every let time, the punishment fit the crime. Look, every time, every time, every time, but every time I think of this movie or I watch this movie, which... Maybe twice a while, now. Maybe a while now <laughs> until that happens again. I I think of this. What'll it be, guys? I'll have a scotch on the rocks. I'll have a Samuel Adams. I'll have a Samuel Jackson. You know something? I'll have a Samuel Jackson too. <laughs> Me three. <laughs> three Samuel Jacksons coming right up. Good. Stop yelling at me, please. No, I can't stop yelling, because that's how I talk. You ain't never seen my movies. Juice, that was a good one. Deep Blue Sea, they ate me. A fucking shark ate me. Great bitch. Jurassic Park. Samuel Jackson. It's my beer. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Sweet fucking God, dude. I forgot about that. (laughs) They ate me. A A fucking shark shark ate me. Every time I think of this movie or I watch this movie, I think of Chappelle's show and... Uh, It'll get you drunk. That's great. Mm -mm, Bitch. I forgot he was in Jurassic Park. Yeah, he always has the cigarette dangling. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I forget he says it, but then every time I make a quick hold turn. Hold on to your butts. I, every time I make a turn out of a parking lot, when there's a little bit of action, I always go, hold on to your butts. No, no. So what doesn't you, work already, but. No, no, no. We're not going to go there yet. Okay. Um, I have a few other things. Okay. Um, favorite line or scene. We'll do that. And then I have a few other points. Okay. To point that's out. fair. I, let me tell you something. I have a, I have a preamble to this. Oh, okay. I normally take these notes in the order that we discuss them. Mm-hmm. Uh, While you're watching, usually, yeah. So yeah. usually my notes, and I'll and I write in the margins out yeah. on the left side, I errant notes that are just thoughts, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Get it. And sometimes I might have to come back to something, but my my rule is I write my notes for the most part within the confines of the ninety minute two hour two hour movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just keeps it. I fresh. try to do that just as much as possible, and I usually do now. There have been a few where I came back the next day and thought of something. Yeah, or. Uh, a few more painful ones like Santa Claus the movie where it was like I would pause it and come back and watch five or ten minutes and then pause it and like it took me all day to watch it. This fucking movie was the same goddamn way. <laughs> I kept pausing this movie because it was again, I had I might have had a weird hangover. I, I stayed up really late last night. Or, I'm sorry, Thursday. You celebrated Cinco de Mayo. I did. I celebrated Cinco de Mayo. If you guys don't remember, I also celebrated Cinco de Mayo with a, 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 a healthy dose of mushrooms. Now, I'm fine. I'm not not in a weird headspace or anything. I just stayed up really fucking late and was also drunk and, and some trees were moving. Suffice it to say, I'm just a little hungover when I watched it. Yeah, because it was a rainy Friday morning. And it's not and hard. I sent you a message, and that's when I found out you had your I'm just working on a hangover. Because <laughs> I said, oh, man, it's a rainy, overcast morning. Good time to watch a Couple monster fucking double feature. You're like, yeah, and I got a hangover. I, <laughs> not only did I pause this movie, I don't know how many times, to go talk to Jamie, who was watching TV in the bedroom, because she celebrated Cinco de Mayo, just not as much. Um, and she was watching... Um, 30 Rock or something in the bedroom. I would just pop in to see what she was watching. Talk to her for a minute. I fucking left. I paused this movie and I left the house. Like I got in my truck and I drove away from my house mid notes in this movie because I got to the point where favorite line or favorite scene. And went, oh my God. No, I wasn't. Uh. I was barely halfway through the movie. There's not. a. I've got one. I've got one for you. Okay. And I, I literally had to I had to finish the movie. Before I could get to favorite line, favorite scene, because I thought maybe okay, I'm I'm at a good point. I'm gonna I'm you know what? It's lunchtime. I'm gonna go get a fucking sandwich, and I'm gonna run through my head. I also did that with uh, Magic Wander recast. Okay, I did the same for both. Newsflash, motherfucker! It didn't work. I kept I got back home and I was like, nope, I just wanted a sandwich. It's not, it's and not now that's like running from your problems. That's why you don't do it. Because I, I ran. And I came back, and I still had to watch the rest of the movie, and I still had to take, <laughs> I still had to concoct what my favorite line or scene is, and what my magic wand or recast was. So that said, I had to finish the movie, and my legit favorite line or favorite scene is actually I really like that uh, whole sequence of I can't remember his name, but the doctor that smokes, okay, him losing his arm. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, bindling him up and rushing him into the gurney and up to the thing and the helicopter. It's pretty tense. Yeah. And then the fucking death scene, the whole, the... the, the Pulls the copter down. And, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then, then what makes it is the shark flaunting him. In yes. A, that's, that's actually, a, that's, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. That was, that was pretty fun. And I, you, like, the guy's face, you feel bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. You like, feel, first, it bites my arm off. They're going to get me off, but they take me up in this crazy storm. Yep. Raining in my face. 
And it's, it's a nice... And the thing jams, and then yep. I get pulled down, and I yep. drop into the water, yeah. That, and that bit where he's actually, like, he first hits the water, and then he slowly sinks Could beneath. Could you... Yeah. I, mm. That's my favorite scene. When I... My favorite scene, honestly, is... Or at least I put down here, I think the best moment, is when Carter um, is going down below, and he runs into... That doctor? Whitlock is his name. I wrote it down. Whitlock's corpse. And there's kind of that Ben Gardner ben moment. Ben Gardner, yep. Um, where he's startled. He loses all of his oxygen. And then he swims to the surface and then screams because that's what you would do. Yeah. You know? And then he gets surprised by Michael Rappaport's character and they scare each other. Yeah. That's my favorite scene because that's there's just that that's kind of realistic. That's kind of realistic. You don't have to be in a super shark thing. You could that would if you were swimming under something in a disaster scenario and you met your face with a corpse, that would happen. It doesn't have to be any other circumstance. That's good. But it turns that scare and then it turns it into a laugh because they scare each other and it's like don't leave me again or 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 whatever. There are a couple of, of of interesting lines that I put down. And one was when Carter says, no, what you've done is taken God's oldest killing machine and given it will and desire. It's not bad. What you've done is knocked us all the way down to the bottom of the (laughs) goddamn food chain. (laughs) It's not a great leap. (laughs) Leap forward in my book. The other one is when um, Rappaport is talking to L.O. Cool J. Preacher. And it's like, Preacher says, Einstein's theory of relativity. Grab a hold of a hot pan. Second can seem like an hour. Put your hand on a hot woman, and an hour can seem like a second. It's all relative. And uh, Rappaport's character goes, I spent four years at Caltech, and that's the best physics explanation I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, Those were the two, like, back and forth in line that I enjoyed out of this movie. And I forgot about them until I saw them again. I went, oh, that's why. Do you think... Do you think they shot and cut this movie, did a rough cut, and they watched it, and they were like, hey, crazy thing. It seems like LL Cool J is in a completely different movie. Yeah, we himself. need to bring them together. Yeah, so let's go back and reshoot a scene where he like is the bartender for some reason at this party. He's the chef. Yeah. Yeah. And he does now suddenly he's serving drinks, too. Yeah. And then, okay, cool. Now we've established that the other people know he's there. <laughs> now let's stick him back that down in the That is true. I was watching this last time going... Hold on, it's been a while since I've seen this. He's Does by he himself. Ever run into anyone else in the remainder of the movie? Not until like the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, like the last twenty minutes when they. Yeah. And is it wise to have a bird just flying through a kitchen? No, because it shits. Birds whenever it wants to. Birds will shit like cows whenever they want. Imagine if it cows just, could fly; it'd yeah. be a lot worse. During like fruit season. <laughs> and let's just cut to this too. LL Cool J is bitten on the thigh at the end and drugged through the water by the super shark that bites Sam Jackson in half. Yeah, yeah. And bites that little doctor like a fucking tea cookie in half. And yeah. eats and eats Rappaport Rappaport. And eats everybody. I don't think he eats all of them, but either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same fucking genetic yeah, yeah. shit. And it doesn't just slice his fucking leg off like a fucking hot dog. Okay, fine. 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 He's not going to bleed out all of a sudden, by the end of the movie, he's just... All of a sudden, they, suddenly they have these medical kits and... Like, well, suddenly his leg, his leg has just stopped bleeding, and he's he's the one that does the... Yeah. Basically, the tying off of the barrel scene from Jaws when he touches the the wire yeah. at the end of the thing. It's, I mean, I'm not trying to read logic in yeah. this movie. It's, that no, went out don't the, that. went that. out the window uh, when Ronnie Cox didn't say anything. Okay, so 
I have a th- I have a thing that I had I had notated regarding. Um, I have an alternate title: the bra and panties, the the underwear scene. Okay. Um. Hold on, let me stop for a second. What's the alternate title? Sharks in a hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Sharks in. Yeah, well, What's your bra and panties thing? Uh, I said I can see Rennie Harlan directing the scene where Susan is looking for research, looking for her research, and the second shark arrives in her office and goes, "Look, darling, we need you to take your." wetsuit off in order to protect yourself from being electrocuted. There aren't any titties in this movie, so this is the closest that we can get. Now be a good girl and strip. (laughs) Because it just... Yes, you're insulating yourself, but I don't think that would work. It would not work. (laughs) She's holding the wire that she throws in its mouth. Well, she's holding the conduit that has the wire in it. She's also soaking wet in a room that's full of water. And BT dubs in case you didn't catch it, that's how they killed a shark in Jaws 2. Yeah, I know. Uh, and then she takes the time to put the wetsuit back on. Well, it's cold down there. Didn't look like it. I think it was an excuse to get her that actress into her underwear, just to have some sort of sexy, Absolutely. Some sort of sexy scene. 23-year-old me was like, yeah, me and my buddy Ryan were like, oh, this is great. I'm not, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's what's it imprinted was, on was, my brain. The, mm-hmm. When I think of this movie, that's the first thing I think of. It's... Um, Good for her. She's a good-looking lady. Mm-hmm. Unnecessary scene, but I'm not going to complain about it. Um, she would also be dead as fucking fried chicken. Yeah, after doing that, because it doesn't. <laughs> the electricity doesn't stop when the shark stops. It's still there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I noted and then confirmed that there are a lot of factual inaccuracies in this movie. What? But I, 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 I wrote down five that were ones that stuck out the biggest. It would have taken 450 flares in order to collect enough black powder to produce two and a half sticks of dynamite. <laughs> Not 10. Mako sharks can jump 30 feet in the air, so the fences in the movie would have no chance to contain them if they wanted out. No shit. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, what Alzheimer's disease does to brain tissue isn't just deactivating neurons. Massive plaque, excuse me, massive plaques of material form on the brain and crowd out healthy cells. The protein, as described, wouldn't uh, would not act to help. Um, the movie implies that swimming backwards is a maneuver the sharks figure out once they got smarter. Sharks don't swim backwards because they can't. They're built like airplanes. It's physically impossible for them to do it. <laughs> Tell me, I didn't just see that. Yeah. You did. And everybody, like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, you didn't see what? I mean, I knew what was coming because I've seen the movie yeah. before. But I'm like, that's not something that a normal a person would see and be that incredulous about. Right. Wait, wait. Tell me I didn't just see that. The last one is numerous times the sharks pound through steel doors, and Carter provides an explanation about how much force the shark can build up. The explanation is sound, except for the fact that sharks' skulls are mostly cartilage and would cave in on impact, killing the shark. This has actually happened numerous times in real aquariums. No shit. So while there's sound science in the force that it could do, it would kill itself. I've got. Are those are those your what doesn't work? No, those were just factual and scientific inaccuracies. I have two things for what doesn't work. I have a a lot doesn't work. Do you want me to do my two? My, I wrote down basically two, but you go ahead. Yeah, okay. Number one is just super obvious. The CGI sharks stand out quite a bit. The, um, the, the animatronics look so much better. The animatronics look great. 
Um, the, the digital shit looks like crap. Uh, while I like the character... Clunky is actually what I said. While I like the character that Michael Rappaport plays, I don't buy him as an engineer. No. I like his character. I just don't buy it. It's like the it's in the same league of like Denise Richards playing a nuclear physicist in the world is not enough. It just yeah. doesn't work. Well, it's the same time too, same year. It was the same year. Um, I mean, apart from all the asinine plot holes, and you know the effects being pretty bad, the digital effects being bad, the acting is really wooden. It is. It's Samuel L. Jackson. I like Thomas Jane, and he's wooden, and he's t- he's often can be wooden anyway. But he's especially so. But yeah, like Samuel L. Jackson is not good in this. No, he's not. It's a, I. I don't know what Harlan told him to play it as, but I mean, what? he's not. He's not an actor with a ton of range. I would say, not typically, no. But he doesn't like. He's not believable. Like, no, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they had him for like a day. <laughs> I think it's more than that. Probably. I mean, I know. Um, another thing, it's more like on the line of the factual shit. Well, not factual shit, but the sharks can open doors. They can learn to swim backwards. They can solve puzzles. They can eat through fences. They can coordinate attacks. But they can't fucking open an oven door. Nope. They can't break through the glass of an oven. They can, they can slam through a steel door, but they can't break the glass of an oven. Correct. Oh, I stand corrected. Oh, Do your research, man. <laughs> Investigate nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> what was your magic wand or recast? My magic wand was this was difficult for some reason. Not exactly sure why. I could have labored over recasting this movie, but I didn't care enough uh, about it to warrant the time. I couldn't remember any of the characters' names, let alone enough right. to fucking come up with. So I have, I have one thing that I almost went with, and I'll get there. But you go. My magic wand for this movie would be to add. Um, 54, 50% more shark kills and ramp up more of the suspense of the movie. Uh, while it's plot specific that the facility is run by a skeleton crew on the weekends, I wish there had been about, I don't know, 50% more people on there that could have been eaten by sharks. I needed more kills. I needed more people getting eaten. <laughs> that's just me, and that that is a weak magic wand. But that's the only thing I could think of. I thought, okay, I have to do. At least in this room, I have a standard. Whether you people out there listening appreciate it, I, I when I do a recast, I try to fucking, or when I do like a multiverse thing, I try to fucking go for it. Right. And I thought, okay, what do I do here? And then it, it's one of the points where what's his name, Carter. He's he's bitching to the doctor about cutting the top of the food chain and all that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Basically, a mirror image of uh, uh, Dutch's thing, like uh, you sent the rest of us out here and you put us in a meat grinder. Yeah, and then the predators after him. So it's like a predator thing. And I was yeah. like, well, fuck it, just recast him with the crew of Predator. But then I was like, okay, who plays who? And I was like, I don't know what any of these fucking characters' names are. So no, I'm I not don't gonna care do about that. them enough to. I really don't. The only yeah. reason I knew he was Carter is she kept calling him Carter. Kata. Kata. Uh, so I didn't do that. And I was like, okay, magic wand, what are you going to do? And I couldn't. That's when I left. <laughs> I eventually so got there. that was there. your sandwich. <laughs> I eventually, it was good. Uh, I eventually got there, and it's not my best work. But make it the first R-rated Pixar movie. <laughs> <laughs> Keep Sam Jackson. Just make him the voice of the lead shark. Okay. <laughs> the story from this, uh, the shark's perspective. Sure. <laughs> See? They're already computer-generated Call sharks. it Siege. S-E-A-G-E. <laughs> 
There you go. Again, better. Um, did you have a favorite kill? I do. Um, Typically, I would have picked Samuel L. Jackson's death. It's iconic to that movie. Because he sort of goes, oh! Yeah. Hits him. Um, the doctor, was it Whit- Whitland? Whit- Whitlock. Whitlock. That was pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. because I kind of put down here, I, I think you and I are on the same page when it came to that, is that um, I would... I would go with shark the shark the, uh, the sheer shark ingenuity of them grabbing the Dr. Whitlock down and pulling uh, the line until it destroys the people in the helicopter mm-hmm. and Tony Soprano's sister in the tower, <laughs> <laughs> and then him getting knocked in to. But I chose that as my favorite scene. So yeah. my favorite kill was I don't remember her name either, but. Um, she gets boosted back up. Yeah, that's a it's a nice that's little, a nice little it's a nice little gotcha. And then what 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 caps it off rather nicely is when she goes back down in the water. The water is kind of red and still bubbling, and then it gets redder and redder and redder. That yeah. was my favorite kill. Yeah. Um, close second was Rappaport because uh, his leg starts like kicking. Other than it he, looks a little too CG. It's CG as fuck. Yeah. It's another. I, in my opinion, it's another uh, Jaws reference. Yeah. With the, the leg. Hey, the, you kids okay out yeah, there? Yeah, I felt like it was as well. Um, that'd be my favorite kill. Um, so I got some trivia. Oh. Six pack trivia. You already mentioned the first thing. The license plate pulled was the exact license plate. From Jaws? The number was oh, the same. okay. Yeah, from Louisiana. Thomas Jane is actually afraid of sharks in real life. He said his fear of sharks came from watching Jaws. No shit. (laughs) For one scene, Thomas Jane actually had to swim alongside a real live shark. He was only allowed to shoot this once. He had completed all of his other scenes. I I would have looked at the producer and went, why is that? You know? Well, we need you to do this one scene, but we need you to shoot everything else first. We need to make sure the movie's in the can, just in case. I mean, seriously. Once they would have said that, I wouldn't get a stunt guy. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck you. Get a stunt guy. He's Thomas Jane. It's not like he's, you know, Jay Leno or something. This was the first movie Stephen King saw after his nearly fatal encounter with a van. (laughs) He was almost like, put me back, put me back. (laughs) Uh, He stated that uh, my first trip after being smacked by a van and almost killed me was going to the movies, and he went in his wheelchair, and he loved every minute of this movie. Well, perspective is everything. (laughs) I wonder if he's watched it again since then. No. (laughs) Let me see the van again. (laughs) Uh, Apparently twice during uh, the underwater sequences, actress Saffron Burroughs can be spotted giving the universal out-of-air signal to the support crew, which is dragging her fingers across her throat. I'm out of air. Apparently she does that at least twice. I never noticed it. Huh. I wrote this down before I watched it, and I was trying to spot it, and I never spotted it. But I okay. also which one really, is she? She was the lead scientist, the underwear doctor. Yeah, the okay. underwear doctor, <laughs> Doctor Underwear, <coughs> Doctor Underwear, Doctor Underwear. Uh, this was shot in the same Fox Studios Baja complex where they filmed Titanic. Ah. Having made Cutthroat Island at sea, Rennie Harlan was determined to make this movie under the most controlled circumstances possible. <laughs> Well, I, I did not know Rennie Harlan did this. 
just I did, as as common knowledge I didn't know until you saw his name pop up at the end, and I was like, that fucking explains it. Randy <laughs> fucking Harlan. He uh, the, most of this. How takes did he get place, to bang Gina Davis? Yeah, most of this takes place uh, underwater. Yet you still get at least one gigantic explosion that happens on top. Yep. Um, Couple. Heli- yeah. Well, it's the helicopter's part of it. Randy Harlan said that this was his hardest film that he's ever made. It's hardest to watch. Uh, a couple other interesting tidbits actually here is the lead sign, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Underwear. <laughs> Apparently, Dr. Underwear was supposed to be the hero of the film, but the director, Rennie Harlan, had said in an interview that test audiences hated that ending, which really surprised him. The test audience felt that he should uh, that she should die since everything was her fault. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I forgot they killed her. So they made some quick edits and reshot some footage to make her get eaten by the shark. And then he's then cut some earlier scenes with uh, her to make her less sympathetic. So I guess I mean, that worked. Yeah, because you don't care about her. She's just focused on her. Yeah. Th- science. It was the 90s. Uh, <laughs> and then he said it was it was also ideal to make LL Cool, cool J the hero, citing that everyone liked him and that he was a pretty cool guy. <laughs> He's a pretty cool guy. I know, he's, I know he's Finnish. He's a pretty cool guy. Also, I figured out uh, the ladies love him. <laughs> uh, Rennie Harlan admitted that the idea of abruptly killing off Russell Franklin, which was Samuel Jackson, at two-thirds of the movie was borrowed from the similar fate of Tom Skerritt's character in Alien. Ah. Yeah, but Alien was good. I know. I know. I will say this. They, they wanted to kill him off because he was seen as the natural leader of the group because everyone else is freaking and he's not. Yeah. In that it's respect. It's good. You don't it. see it coming. Right. And that's – I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And then something that you kind of noticed already, but the three sharks are killed also in the same ways and in the same order as the three sharks in Jaws and Jaws 2 and Jaws 3D. Wait, so the first one is killed... The first one is blown up okay. in the oven. The second one is electrocuted. Uh-huh. And then the third one is incinerated. But that's kind of blown up at the same time. So well, the third kinda... one blows up because he, he hits it with the charge. Yeah, it gets hit with the charge. That's why it blew up. In, in, Jaws, in Jaws 3. Okay, I've, Jaws 3 is the one I've seen the least. That's all right. I, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, but... I believe what Wikipedia, not Wikipedia, what uh, IMDb, IMDb tells me. Sure. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. I do have one um, superfluous thing here, if you'll allow me. Sure. That's the answer to the riddle, because that's what an 8,000 pound Mako thinks about. About freedom. About the deep blue sea. Hey, that's the name of the show. <laughs> uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's stupid what they did. <laughs> oh, I, I look for that now. Because I was like, hey, that's the name of the show. <laughs> I wrote in my nose over here. They said the title. <laughs> did you have a similar or equal film? Oh, we don't do that one anymore. Do we not? Well, I did it this time. Oh, you wrote this two years ago. No, this no, was the, I yesterday. wrote this two days ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, we don't do that one anymore. Sorry, well, I did anyway. Jaws? Uh, any Sharknado movie, if you want something that's terrible. 
Uh, if you want something that's better, uh, Jaws 3. <laughs> <laughs> um, unless you have anything else, I would love to get off this fucking research facility. Does it still hold up? Final thoughts? Uh, no. <laughs> that's the last thing I wrote was no. I wrote my, does it still hold up? Blah, 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 blah. No. <laughs> I like Deep Blue Sea much more when I was 23 years old, not so much now that I'm 46. Yeah. Uh, in the words of my wife, it's a good cable movie. I as in she just put it on. I, I get it because that's what she would do. I thought you were going to go, in the words of my wife, it's, it's a movie. It's a movie with sharks. <laughs> this movie delivers on some good jump scares, computer-generated sharks chowing down on human fodder, and oceans full of scientific and marine life inaccuracies, and LL Cool J performing one of the worst crossover soundtrack songs ever recorded. That's what I have written down. That's my final thought. I don't even know where to start with this movie. I would have sworn to you that I liked it. Hell, I would have sworn to you that I really liked it. I own it on DVD. I didn't have to rent this. I fucking own it. Is it going to McKay's? It's going to McKay's, McKay's? very soon. And <laughs> I'm hoping it's not one of those where it's, uh, here's some we couldn't take. Oh, is it deep? You yeah, just you keep, can just, just keep it. Put it in the free pile. Um, story is really dumb. LL Cool J is out of place at best. Sam Jackson is oddly criminally underused. Poorly directed. His performance is wooden. Movie is too long. And I don't know. Maybe I had a weird hangover, but I don't see me really ever coming back to it. And to top it all off, LL Cool J gets a goddamn song at the end. Did you ever notice that he was the only one that was also told to shiver and shake because the water was cold? I don't know that he was told to. I think he just probably did it. I don't know. Well, he was in a different movie. He was in a different movie. I, I, I almost, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a supercut on like YouTube removing him, or oh, you could totally do that. His stuff was almost added in after, or maybe they had him for like a short amount of time, and they shot all his stuff. That's and, why and, he's away from everyone else till the last twenty minutes or something. Yeah. It was that five minute scene where he's serving drinks, and then the rest of it was shot. I don't know. Over a week when someone whether they were on break, whatever. I don't know. It's inexplicably it's it's jarring. You notice it. Fuck me, that was a tough one to get through. It's spring break. Why are Woo! we? Why are we, everyone's gone? Well, why am I shooting here? Well, you're in the movie too. You're just not in the movie with everyone else. <laughs> you're in, you're in your own movie. Bird. Yeah. Bird. You ate my your bird. bird. Your bird's name. Your bird's name is Bird. Let's talk about tremors. You got it. Cocktail. There's nothing new under the sun. We plan ahead. That way we don't do anything right now. But under the ground, there's something no one's ever seen before. What the hell are they? It's big. It's mean. It's ugly. Thanks, too. And worst of all, it's hungry. Makes my skin crawl. Kevin Bacon. Tremors. Starts Friday, January 19th at theaters everywhere. Consult your local listings. So they they dumped this into the dead zone of like January. Yeah, because most movies do not do great in January. So they didn't have much faith in it. That's what it sounds like. And what little bit that I read about it, since I didn't do trivia for this movie, <laughs> I th they said that um, it did not... Succeed. I mean, it made its money back. I think it was a budget of like ten or eleven million dollars. It made sixteen, and so it made money back. But 
it's not much, and they weren't expecting. They were expecting more, but they think. That, I mean, uh, the fucking franchise that they fumbled. <laughs> the the directed video franchise that it was, it was a TV show too. Once, yeah. I mean, yeah, Deep Blue Sea didn't get that. It got two other weird like sequels, sequels like really? in 2018 and 2020 or something. <sighs> I really like. Let's go back and. Let's, let's check that well out. See if there's anything left in there. <laughs> Terrible. I want um, you to know um, that I did not make one reference to Kevin Bacon's penis in my notes. I didn't either. And you don't see his dick in this. No. Kevin Bacon, welcome back. Uh, for the <laughs> second time this uh, mega season, I guess. This this season this run this run and this year whatever so again whatever we're doing at this moment i took notes for this almost two years ago um i did rewatch it just i i now you needed to get deep lucy out of your head kind of i did, did and i, I mean, also I had i had some pick sixes to write right um and i could do both since i didn't have to take notes on trimmers um i actually love trimmers you've um, probably seen this many more times than i have yeah, I've seen this since it came out on network TV, which probably would have been in 1990. Maybe 92. No, I, well, it came out in 1990. There's no way it was on network TV the same year. It was not long after, though. I remember watching it on a Sunday sure. night. Maybe, maybe 92. No, no. I was, excuse me. I was still watching TV with my parents in the front room, which I ceased doing at about 12 or 13, which would have been <laughs> 92, 93. Um,. <laughs> I know you didn't do trivia, and I don't remember seeing this in trivia. We'll get there, maybe. But does this not feel like kind of a Magnificent Seven scenario? Just no, a little bit? Not at all. Not at all? Never thought about it that way. That doesn't mean – they're not gathering others to go fight this specifically. But I can't I can't fault you for looking at that, though. I don't – I wouldn't say – I just didn't see it. It's not a direct one-to-one, but it's a little – They didn't know, and it was coming back later. I mean, it's still it's – it's actually it's more of a siege movie. Yeah. They're trapped. Um, <laughs> first thing I wrote down here is this, I believe, the Tremors franchise, which has five direct-to-video sequels and one prequel, so a total of six additional movies. Jesus. Is the only reason why Michael Gross is currently employed in Hollywood. I mean, he's done two things. No, I, no, I, just, I know that's not true, and he's done a lot of television, but that's what it seems like. It feels like... He's in every one of the Tremors movies. I thought maybe he's not in one of them. No, he is. He was in the he's, show, too. Apparently one of them, like I said, one of them's a prequel. It's like, uh, like Back a, in the Old West. West, and he plays one of his ancestors. ancestors. Yeah. Have you seen any of the other ones? I've seen the second one called Aftershocks. Right. Um, Fred Ward comes back. Right. Um, and they kind of fly. Are they down in Mexico or something? No, I think it's they're either, yeah, they're either down in Mexico or they're in Arizona. They're still in the Southwest somewhere. Um, they, they don't necessarily fly. They kind of like fart fire or whatever, and they can walk. They're like bipedal. And they, oh, really? And they can see body heat like the Predator. Um, I've seen it a couple of times. It's not... It's nothing special. Like, okay. You've seen it enough to see it more than once. In, in, and it came out in 96. The, second, the sequel came out in 96. Um, so... There was a five-year gap, four, five or six-year gap. Um, to say Tremors is a good movie... It Tremors is a good movie. Yeah. Not a film. You know no, I mean? it's a popcorn flick. It's a, pop- it's a good it's a, popcorn it's a good, flick. It's a good fucking movie. Tremors 2 is not. It's not a good <laughs> I would imagine It's a B the, movie. I would imagine the other ones are probably worse. <laughs> what's the uh what's the term? Uh 
Diminishing Returns. <laughs> yeah. Um, Handle it like the Planet of the Apes. Is diminishing a, the, Returns. The original Tremors was another, it was like an ABC, or I'm sorry, it's an NBC Sunday Night movie. Yeah. And I don't know what made my parents want to watch it. I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know if my dad thought it was a Western. It kind of is. Western-ish. It, it takes place in the West. There are guns. <laughs> There's cowboy hats. Yeah. Reba McIntyre's in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, if that doesn't constitute a Western, I don't know what does. <laughs> but it, and I think by the time my parents figured out what was going on in the movie, they were kind of like invested. Like, eh, fine. Um, but I remember, I remember it being watched in a fun way. Right. And I also remember, and here's what I wanted to come back to with uh, Dr. Underwear. <laughs> Because you mentioned it to me some months or years ago, having her get, having um, the doctor here, what's her name? Rhonda, get caught in the barbed wire fence was just an excuse to put her in her underwear for a scene or two. And I remember that scene happening and being like, ooh, I feel feelings. <laughs> my pants are tight. I'll be right back. <laughs> my pants are tight. Um, that's what I was So this movie is PG-13. We already have our only... We've already had... We already have our only fuck in the movie that someone has said. How else can we push the boundaries? Well, there's not any nudity. What can we do? Well, how about we have the female lead take off her pants? How? I'll tell you how. You see, she's gotten tangled up in some barbed wire. And a graboid is now pulling on that barbed wire, which is around her legs. Once Kevin Bacon tells her to take her pants off, everyone will buy it. Well, what if she also gets her shirt tangled in some barbed wire? No, that's going a bit too far. That's too far. <laughs> I mean, you can tell straight away from the opening scene of this, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun popcorn movie. Yeah. You can tell. And the, the trailer makes it kind of you know, that way, too. I always thought Reba McIntyre was an odd choice. She not is, a bad choice. She's not bad. No, but an odd choice. It's... She 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 sticks out a little bit. The song that she sing- got her, she got her song at the end too. Yeah, but it was not specifically for the soundtrack. Agreed. It was off of an album from like '86. The locations in this are gorgeous. Yeah, like the just the backgrounds. It's like I've never actually been to the desert, like that kind of desert. Um, been to high desert. Again, cinematography wise, it's not as good as that opening shot of Silverado. Right, but. The vistas, like, you know, you could tell they, they spent some money on good yeah. lenses to catch that shit. You can't, because you can see that where they are you in the, the desert and the elevation, you can see yeah. mountains, mountains go up and then there's snow, snow there. Yeah. It's awesome. Like, I mean, that's not, that's done on purpose because, like, you can't, that's free, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're allowed to shoot there. And so it just adds a, a scope to the movie that normally you wouldn't get. Sure. Um, when I watch, I, I just love that it's a fucking underground version of Jaws. Oh yeah, essentially. I often wonder when I watch this movie because I've only seen it a couple of times. Really, maybe three or four at the most. Is that going to change or no? Oh no, I have it on Blu Ray now, and so oh, I got a Blu Ray treatment. Mm-hmm. What's what's the bonus shit on there? The same one that's on your oh. DVD. Okay. <laughs> uh, I often wonder though when I watch this is why um, Fred Board wasn't a bigger household name. He's great. He's so fun in this. Yeah. I just, any time he's in something, I usually go, ah, I love him. Yeah. And I don't see him in enough. No. And then I go, always, that's what always makes you wonder, why wasn't he in more stuff? Or maybe he was a butthole or something. Maybe. I've never heard that. Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. <laughs> that was where he was going to be the next big star, and that never happened. 
Remo Williams. Is that what it was called? There's two. Like there's, a, there's at least two of them. There's Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins, and there's Remo Williams, The Destroyer. And he was like, he was in the first one. I don't know. He was like a James Bond guy, right? Yeah, he was like, something like, weird, like an like American that, yeah. James Bond, Magnum PI type of dude. Jim Bondage. How old? How old were you the first time you saw this? <laughs> Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I know I either borrowed it from you or caught it on Netflix <laughs> in the past couple of years, but <laughs> I know for a fact that I did not see this in the theater. And if I rented it from the video store, I guess it didn't leave enough of a lasting impression on me at the time that I saw it. Gotcha. Um, my opinion has changed since then that I enjoy it for what it is because it knows what it is. And that's what makes the movie fun. Yeah. Um, one of the things I love with this movie is you hear that muffled gurgle sound that the graboid makes after it pulls one of its victims down under the sand. You can you can hear it, but it's just muffled enough yeah. that it doesn't stand out. But when you see the horse getting attacked, yeah, I feel bad. That is just as bad as imagining what happened to Pippet in Jaws. Yeah. You know, yeah, and you see the terror in like the horse's eyes. They're quick cuts, and then too, suddenly, the, the, suddenly the horses are gone, and yeah. there's nothing, and you know nothing about the horses ever again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I felt I felt legitimately bad for that because that I mean that really happened to that horse. I mean, he didn't get eaten by a fucking land shark, but that horse was still. Horses don't like to lay down. Yeah, you know they don't. I mean, no. like, train them all you want, but that horse was like. I mean, I'm sure ASPCA and 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 people were on staff. I don't think the horse was super mistreated or anything but that's still... i don't think it was expecting what was going to happen you can see it in its eyes it yeah. was yeah i that's true acting right there i mean like... you can <laughs> you can train a horse to sit down you can train a horse to lay down you can train a horse to like swing its head and look like it's talking as a reaction but the fucking things look like snakes yeah you know what i mean and horses don't fucking like snakes no um what doesn't work the only thing that doesn't work for me are the little sand penises sand penises the graboids the little ones the with the yeah, they're the weakest thing of the movie, but it's also it, hold on. It's also so bad. The animatronics in it are so bad. It's almost part of its charm, because depending on the scene, it has limited movement. You can tell it has limited movement for sure. And so that's the only one that kind of annoys me. The only other thing that bothered me with this movie is like, do you ever get moles in your backyard? Oh, yeah. OK, they wreck up the ground, something fierce. Once they've wrecked and trekked in certain areas, and they've eventually created small ruts in the ground that once you push down on their tunnels. They cave in. Yeah, they cave in. Shouldn't that have happened I all that. over Patience? Yeah. Perfection. <laughs> Is it Patience or Perfection? Perfection. Oh, it was Perfection, and I wrote down because the one, Patience the first time. The the prequel that takes place in the Old, old West is called Back to Perfection. Right. Because the second two occur other places, and then the, the third sequel takes place back in perfection but back in time to back to the future thing you know where they shot the name you know the name of the city was where they shot this it was like lone pine something no shit <laughs> yes that's cool it was the only time that they shot in california i think for this one specific movie all the other s sequels they shot somewhere else it was called lone pine there's for me there's really not a lot that doesn't work for it no they took it's like you said they knew what they were doing they took a little it's bit of comedy, yeah, yeah, running and gun. A little bit of comedy, a little bit of horror, a little bit of western, mixed with a simple story. Just survive, you know. It's a siege movie. Set it up, knock it down. Um, you pointed out to me once though that they had to. Well, I said they had to find a way to get Rhonda in her underwear, and that's again 
not complaining about it. But that doesn't really work. It's not necessary. No, it's, it's not. It, that's, it isn't needed. That, that stands out to me a little bit. It's a little weak. Um, it's a weak sauce. Yeah. Um, this movie, I, I'm not watching this for sex appeal, you know? It, it's not it does it's not it's not needed it doesn't fit that's I man and that's that's a weak what doesn't work but you know, a little girl on pogo stick is from jurassic park i right? was that's my, yeah. one of my first notes <laughs> yeah <laughs> i went oh shit that's the poor what luck uh, yeah terrible luck and i did just so you know because it was two years ago i did do similar or equal to on this so we're oh. gonna get that again <laughs> fucking idiot that's from two years ago when we still did it so why did you do it for this why did you do it for a deep Blue Sea. Because I forgot that we didn't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm telling you now after having re-remembered it. Uh, you want my two-sentence summary? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah? Welcome to Perfection, where Stephen Keaton and Reba McIntyre are doomsday preppers. Fred Ward speaks fluent French. Egg Shen runs the general store, and all disputes are settled by rock, paper, scissors. Just mind the graboids. <laughs> That's actually a good, that would be a good trailer. A good, honest trailer. You ever watch that YouTube yeah, channel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. It's more like four sentences, I think. Shut up. Short paragraph in that, in that regard. Eat a dick. Well, the sequel to Footloose is weird, huh? <laughs> And I, I couldn't think of anything to specifically put him down in my two-sentence two summary, or I was going to. I was going to use his character's name, which was Ren something, I think. Yeah, it was Ren. On the, the first thing on the margin notes on my first page is I have the recasting, uh, just kind of keeping a running track. And then the bottom of the second page is recasting again, and the same name keeps popping up, um, but it's just one guy's name. He, we'll get there. I was I was really adamant about this guy being in the movie. What is your favorite line or scene in the movie? I know you have a clip for this. You have to have a clip for this. I do. Fuck you! <laughs> that's, that's your only clip. <laughs> you know they say um, motherfucker a couple more times in the movie, but there's really bad ADR. Really? No, yeah. I didn't catch that. Um, the kid, uh, Melvin. The one that you wish would actually get God, eaten by it? That sucks. Uh, he... I forgot when they finally give him a gun. It's empty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember my dad laughing his ass off at that when he gets in the... Bert, you son of a bitch, you gave me a gun without any bullets in it. Got you moving, didn't it? My dad laughed yeah. at that. Um, no, when he's up on the roof, uh, he calls... Uh, probably the Graboid. You can tell he says... He says something because it's bad ADR, but it's got the cadence of motherfucker. And then... Actually, I think it's three times. Kevin Bacon, or I'm sorry, Val, when he's talking to Bert and Heather on the radio, he says it, but it's disembodied. Okay. And it's ADR. Okay. And then, can you fly, you sucker? Is fucker. (laughs) But they had, they couldn't, it was 1990, 1989. Well, they were going for, they wanted PG-13, so they had trimmed it somehow. They ADR'd the shit out of that. Or the fuck out of it, more accurately. (laughs) I wrote down one of the one of the quotes, which was funny. It was just towards the beginning before he actually sees Rhonda, and he's like, "You will have long blonde hair, big green eyes, world class breasts, ass that won't quit, and legs that go all, all the way, way up." 
Um, my favorite liner scene was tough to nail down. I really, um, I really liked again with another sequence, but I like the um, the sequence when the the graboids swarm the town and destroy the store. Mm-hmm. Like, because those are like the hydraulic effects on that building. Yeah, that's uh, it's not terrifying by any means, but no, I mean, for a kid it would be. Yeah, you know, watching it when I was ten, eleven, twelve years old. But just that, that, that effect, I appreciate that that production value. It was cool. I did have a worse line in this. Um, it's it's Bert's license plate. Uzi for you. <laughs> Gross. The, the only other bit that I found funny was uh, between uh, Earl and Bert. It was like, what kind of fuse is that? Cannon fuse? What the hell do you use that for? My cannon. <laughs> <laughs> My dad laughing at that one, too. <laughs> Of course, Bert would have a cannon. Uh, I love how they shoot everything at that fucking thing that Brown uh, pushes through the wall, but it's just the elephant gun that finally kills it. Oh, the TV edit that I saw this on was you broke into the gall- wrong Galdern wreck basement, didn't you? <laughs> okay, so again, this, these are old notes. So, sorry, gang, you're going to get Magic Wand and recast out of me. Oh, my God. You go first. My Magic Wand. Was with this being a Universal Pictures release, imagine if they had gotten the support from Spielberg as an executive producer. Increase the budget by, I don't know, a million or two at the most. You get better animatronics and make the Graboids and their little sand penises actually look menacing. And I think this movie would be perfect. But, like I said, part of the charm, in my opinion, at the same time, is how they just kind of sometimes around. flop around. Until they bite you. And then when they bite... Yeah. Did you watch any of the special features on it? No, because I figured you were going to go over some trivia, and I wanted to be surprised with whatever you may or okay, may not cool. share. If I don't hit it in trivia, I'll, I'll get back to it. But there's some interesting things in uh, production. My Magic Wand, I had a couple, <laughs> apart from it being a Footloose sequel for some reason. <laughs> I'd probably just watch Footloose. Uh, I'd love to have seen Melvin Kintner. Oh, Alex. God damn it. I'd love to see Melvin go all Alex Kintner, like you said. Um, but I would set this in Australia. Out in the outback, would yeah. totally work. Um, use an entire Australian cast. You know, don't make it a George Miller. You know, don't go crazy with it like that. Right. But um, one of my recastings, and I want to get to recasting. I actually went, I went all Oceana with it. But um, the gun angle would be different. You wouldn't have all the guns and explosions and shit because of the gun laws in Australia. I think you're you're allowed to own guns there, but they're just heavily restricted. So they'd have to defeat these things with like a little more ingenuity. Yeah. Not that, not that it wasn't. You definitely wouldn't have. You, you just wouldn't have had that scene. That scene where they were teeing off on it with Bert wouldn't have had an, all an of endless the supply. Shit. Yeah, yeah, like maybe everybody has a gun that has a limited supply. You know what I mean? It yeah. was, and it wasn't the focus on it in this. No. But make it Australian, where like only one or two people have a gun. You know, take that and do that aspect with it. Kind of like Shaun of the Dead, the recasting that I did. It's all Australian or uh, New Zealander um, for Val. I chose a guy named J.P. Ferguson. Now, you know him. He's been in uh, a lot of... He was in Briscoe County Jr. He played Pete Hutter. He was uh, Charlie Hecker in Unforgiven. He's in a lot of westerns. Okay. You know him if you saw him. Oh, I'm sure you're right. He's just kind of gruff, uh, gruff face. Um, for Earl, Russell Crowe. Okay. Could play it. Hmm. For Bert, I went Hugh Jackman. <laughs> okay. Uh, for Heather, I went Portia de Rossi. She's Australian? She is. I didn't know that. And uh, for Ronda, I went Emily de Raven. She was uh, Claire from Lost. Oh, okay. 
Maybe make him some sort of like aboriginal like legend or right. Did you do best kill? I did. What was your best kill? Egg Shen doing his best Quint impersonation inside the graboid in in the general store. Oh wow! I didn't even fucking get there. <laughs> That's when you watch it, it's very much it is almost Quint esque. There's not a lot of kills. There isn't. Um, I kind of like the guy that gets sucked down and then he pull then it pulls the station wagon down with the lady in it. That's a cool one. That one was a cool one. Um my favorite kill in this was the implied kill of the guy that climbed the Oh uh, the electrical power tower power yeah. line tower. It's a kill by attrition. <laughs> he died by dehydration. <laughs> take Means he was up two, three days. Four Easy. or five even. Four or five even. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I really like the um they're really not POV shots of the graboids, but the the tracking shots of the graboids going by when you're like seeing them from the side of the tunnel. Yeah. Uh, those are cool shots. Um, oh, let me just get similar equal film out of the way. I'm just, we'll keep moving. Uh, then I'll go into trivia again. Fucker. It was two years ago. It's not my fault. You, you jumped the gun on your notes. I didn't jump the gun on these notes. They've been in my, this book for two years. Like I said, you jumped the gun. You wrote the notes down. Cause I knew Before we were going to do it. I was going to make you, no, I was going to make you do this movie. Shut up. Just be glad that we didn't end up doing Last Boy Scout with something, because I'll pull up my notes for that one, too. Holy shit. That movie's bad. Uh, it's not awesome. Um, there's two movies that I would say are similar or equal to this movie. Uh, Arachnophobia. Okay. Um, and I would say Gremlins. You're squaring off against something that's... You don't know exactly what it is. Well, in arachnophobia, they're spiders. But yeah. It's, arachnophobia was fun, is what I was going for. Arachnophobia with that freaked me out when I was younger, and I don't know if I've ever been able to... I've never gone back to it. I'd like yeah. to go back and watch it now, actually. That could it, be a fun one to do. Oh, yeah. Are you afraid of spiders? No. no but it bothered, the movie itself bothered me. Just, yeah. I can't um, remember if I actually saw the whole thing. In, uh, in arachnophobia, there's a main spider. It's that big tarantula. I think his name's Bob. Is it? it? It's got a name. It's named after someone else's like lawyer. I'm actually, no. Bob <laughs> might have been. No, Bob was the name of the actual spider. Same year too. Arachnophobia. Yeah, but anyway, they have to. They kind of have to fight the big tarantula. Not that it's big, but it's the boss. And then in Gremlins, you have to fight Stripe. And then <laughs> right. in this, and in this, it's our old friend Stumpy. Okay. So it's kind of just similar in that tone. Um, would you like some trivia? I would. Okay. <laughs> Six-pack trivia. Okay. And if, I'm probably going to add some stuff to this because I've watched the bonus thing here and there. Anyway, um, surprisingly, it did not do well in the theater. But it made its money back. That was about it. Made its money back, but home theater is where this movie took off. It's a B movie. Had legs. Had legs. Grew sand penises. Do you know how many interior sets there are? Interior sets. Either it's going to be a very little amount or more than I would think. Um, Two. I was going to say three. It's the rec room and then right. and inside the store. And everything else was outside. Everything else yeah, was outside. that's true. Kevin Bacon said this was the most fun he had while making a movie. He looked like he was having fun. He actually had a freak out on the set, though. Uh, he had one of those, what the fuck am I doing with my career moments? And he was on the phone with his wife, which is Kira Sedgwick. Right. And he shouted, I'm in the desert making a movie about giant worms. Presumably while his cock was out. Um, Which is why he never came back and didn't hear that. Oh, there's one thing that I ended up reading on, I think it was Wikipedia. They actually shot a pilot to make another 
uh, Tremors series, uh-huh. and they were actually going to bring Val back. That'd be awesome. They shot it with him, so he was game to do it, but they didn't. It didn't get picked up. What year? A few years ago, maybe. Not, not long. Not That'd too. Not cool. too terribly long That'd ago. That'd be a fun like revisit. We like, like one off. Yeah, like a limited. Like yeah, six eight episodes or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. But I'd, I'd nope, watch it. Didn't happen. Um, Michael Gross began filming this the day after Family Ties wrapped. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, he drove straight from the lot to this lot, and he drove and started that, prepping. That blazer is his. It's a sweet, it's a sweet That's blazer. A badass truck, yeah. That's why you don't see it get destroyed. You just see the tires go out, you or see, something. You don't even see the tires go out. You see it kind of like kind of get, get shifted little, down. You're and, like, don't yeah. you fuck up my car? Don't fuck up my shit. Um. The writer imagined Bert and Heather as Chuck Norris and Linda Hamilton. <laughs> That's pretty cool. All right. Uh, yeah, Bert's uh, GMC. It was GMC. Um, it was uh, Michael Gross's personal vehicle, which I think is cool. Did you Did you know that there were alternate titles to it? No, but I'm going to guess that Land Shark might have been one of them. Land Sharks was one of them. Okay, well that um, makes sense. There was more than one. Beneath Perfection. Okay. And uh, Dead Silence. Dead Silence isn't bad. It's not bad. It sounds way too serious. Um, it does. You can see, uh, if you go back and watch some of the special features on the making of, uh, on the clapboard, um, you can see they actually had a logo, and you can see Dead Silence on there. Um, I forgot about that. So that I, was a working title it was until a very it much changed. For whatever reason. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of uh, Pepsi product placement. <laughs> of drinks and can drinks that they don't make anymore, like slice and shit like that, you don't see anymore. There's a sticker on the front of Bert's truck. Did you catch it? Do you know what it says? A sticker on Bert's truck on the bumper, the bumper sticker on the front of it, on the front. No, it says free Afghanistan. Not a good idea. Oh, wow. Well, at that time, it was occupied <laughs> by Russia. Uh, Val's belt buckle is heart shaped. Uh, and I could not find any Alsorans for casting. Hmm. So the production design on the Graboids, the guys that did it, they kind of asked Dick their way into the job. Uh, they didn't lie, but they didn't necessarily have a huge super studio. <laughs> okay. Um, and the original designs looked like a big fucking cock. And they would send over early sketches and like all the women in the production office would start laughing and shit. <laughs> They're like, yeah, maybe... Maybe scale it back a little bit. It looks, <laughs> looks like a big penis. Um, we already got Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why he didn't take his dick out in this. <laughs> Reba Their McIntyre. blood is very orange. Reba, yeah. It's, I, like, I, I wonder if it was supposed to be a little more color corrected and they were like, no, no let's keep that let's PG-13. Keep, yeah, that's very possible because it kind of looked either like, first it looked like marinara sauce. And I love that based on what, you, like enchilada sauce. what you just said about the, the shark ramming into a steel door is actually what happens to the graboid when they figure out how to kill it. Yep. What's the? Well, they didn't figure out how to kill that one, but. They figured out that's how it died, was in the concrete. Sure, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um, Reba McIntyre got this part. I mean, I'm sure there's more to it, but she had been wanting to get into movies. And I don't know that she ever did anything else. She did like TV and she stuff. Did, she had her TV show, yeah. But I'm sure she's got more listed on IMDb than either of us have any idea. I thought you were going to say than either of us. I'm like, yeah, uh, well, sure. either of us as well. But I'll bet I've seen Tremors more times than she has. Anyway, uh, yeah, they they somebody came in and like, hey, Reba McIntyre wants to get into movies. I wonder, she's, I wonder she's if a, her record contract was like with uh, MCA, probably. 
Uh, and they're like, she wants to get into movies. And the, the when the guy when the guy's telling the story and the special features, right? He's kind of like, I was like, yeah, let's see, yeah, let's bring her out. And he was like, and she was great. And I'm like, yeah, they forced you to do it. You can tell like he was gently guided to do it, right? And she just happened to be not bad. Yeah, um, she wasn't bad. She was not bad. I like that bit when they're sitting on the rock at the. Okay, first thing, let me rewind. Let me. I'm going to try to circumvent the nerd alert here, but I, I'll give you caution. We could get into nerd alert territory. Did you ever nerd alert? Did you ever play Kotor? A Knights of the Old Republic. Uh-huh. Yes. Do you remember that very obviously fucking Tremors based scene? Or it's that, been there's a there's a whole too fucking terribly long. There's a whole submission where you have to go to this crashed ship, and you have to go to different parts of it and get parts for your ship to get off whatever planet you're on. Okay. It's, no, it's not Kotor. It's not Kotor. It's uh, Jedi Academy. Um, but if you get too far off the ship or mm-hmm. a rock, like under the bare sand, a big fucking sandworm comes up <laughs> just like this. Uh, it's very cool. I was thinking about that. Anyway, there's that scene in the, toward the end of the third act when they've, they've all like gotten stranded out on that rock and they've been sitting there for a minute. And he goes, I tell you, comes to starvation after two or three days. I'm going to take one of these dynamite sticks. I'm going to light it. I'm going to walk right out there and let one of these things take me under. And she goes, good Lord, honey. <laughs> Pats him on the knee. That was, that, was a good, that was a good bit. I liked her. I liked her in that. Um, still hold up? Final thoughts? Oh, by the way, I did notice here that Reva McIntyre, one of her labels was MCA. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tremors is a super fun, corny B-movie creature feature. It knows what it is, and it doesn't take itself seriously. Because it knows it's funny, but it also knows it's a bit scary, I think that's a part of the movie's charm, and I think that's why it works. Because after I watched Deep Blue Sea the next day, because Lisa was homesick for a day, and I, and she was like, I'll watch either. I don't care. And and then she wasn't feeling well, and so she didn't. I'm like, oh, I'm about to start Tremors. I can restart it if you want. She's like, no, nah, it's all right. I'm like, at least I'm looking forward to Tremors. This movie knows what it is, and you can see it right there. From, from the jump. From the jump, yeah. and that's why it's from fun the, to watch. From the, the music, the yeah. music cues. Yeah, so I think it's a perfect balance of 50s-style monster horror and comedy. And I'll definitely be watching this for years to come. Not so sure about Deep Blue Sea. I am. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like you said. They don't take this movie doesn't take itself too seriously, and they do. I think, in my opinion, pretty effective how they hide what the graboids are. They don't necessarily ratchet up the tension, but they ratchet right. up the what the fuck is if you don't know. Yeah. What the fuck is taking up? Like, what's killing these things? What's what's doing this? What is what, doing this? Oh fuck that that little hammerhead looking thing that bit the the axle of their truck as they were trying to leave. Yeah. What is it? They do it. They do an excellent job of slowly, not as well as Jaws. Right. But because they had to do it intentionally. Jaws did it because, well. The shark wasn't working. Shark isn't working. The shark's um, not working. Largely in camera. Like you said, it's a great B movie. The cast is really good. Chemistry is really good. It, honestly, it, again, like I said earlier, set it up, knock it down. It, it plays out. Yeah, it's like 96 minutes. It's, yeah. it's not too terribly long. And I love how they're just moving from one desert town to another desert town, though. It's like they're all talking about, we're going to Bixby. Yeah. I looked up Bixby, like Nevada. It's just a, it's a fictional town as well as, oh, okay. as uh, um, perfection. Having Population it, 14. I think having it set in like a, a backwoods or a back desert, whatever, 
small desert town right. kind of keeps it from getting dated because those little towns like that, they their shit's old and dated. They would have old shit like that. I mean, nowadays they'd have you know a little bit more stuff, but uh, for sure, absolutely still holds up. I kind of am curious about um, hitting up some of the sequels, but I'm going to be doing that with a big fucking grain of salt. If they're would, not immediately to stream somewhere that I don't already have a membership to, I'm not going to seek them yeah, out I'm either. Not, um, I wouldn't mind doing Tremors 2 and something, but that's Tremors and Deep Blue Sea, gang. It's obvious. Tremors one. and the Bleep, bleep Blue Sea. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Do you have a chaser? Okay. Um, oh, shit. Okay. This chaser is typed for my... Nice. I love it. My big old ass eyes. I don't have to squint to read this. <clears throat> Jerry in Newcastle wants to know you're adding one of the Trimmers characters to your raiding party while well, they're all D&D themed these days. <laughs> okay, great. You're adding, uh, you're adding Trimmers to uh, your, uh, yeah, your raiding party. I would assume D&D. Let's just go with that. Who do you choose and why? Now, you have Val, who is athletic, charming, eager, but not the brightest. He's a bit of a dreamer. You have Earl. He's gruff, experienced, hesitant, but confident. Heather. Uh, <laughs> Heather's a slaughter monkey itching for a fight. <laughs> uh, Rhonda is acrobatic and intelligent. Carmine and Howard are the utility workers. The jackhammer guys. Yeah, right. uh, they're sacrificial lambs that aid in your information gathering. I guess they would be NPCs. Right. You could give them like 12 hit points and yeah. a shotgun and just send them in. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. She didn't put down Bert on for a reason, correct? <laughs> I'm gonna g- she didn't. I, I would don't assume see Bert. Bert would be basically like Heather. Uh, Bert slash Heather. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. I mean, I don't know what my raid is, of what, what I'm raiding, but... I'm well. Do you have an answer? I'd go with Earl. I would take I would take Carmine and Howard. I'd give them both like some sort of cast off weapon that we'd taken from somebody else's. The jackhammer one one has the jackhammer. Are okay. those the two of the yeah the construction got a, crew? They've got a decent armor class because they've got hard hats, uh, and they're construction workers, so they probably have a decent AC, a decent amount of hit points. Uh, I'm taking Carmine and Howard, and I'm letting them be the. Uh, I'm letting them be the sacrificial lambs, uh, and then if they survive, I'll give them. I'll give them a potion. You know, uh, I'll heal them up if if we've got someone on in the party that can do that, and they can stick around in our our party as long as they want. Yeah, as long as I'm, they can. <laughs> I think I choose Earl because the hesitancy that he has is comes from experience, so he's going to be able to provide wisdom to the group. That is exactly how you play too. Yeah. <laughs> correct it's okay it is everybody's different um i hope you guys enjoyed that episode gang um what are we doing next no idea do you know sure don't what uh hang on a second well we got some choices do we um so it's our show we can skip the fuck around if we want um next up is are you talking about the next couple of pick sixes no the next uh well the next double pairing of double feature the next double feature we can do um, we could do Long Kiss Goodnight and Atomic Blonde. I don't really want to dip back into Rennie Harlan's fucking orbit that soon. That's Shane Black, though, isn't it? He did Long Kiss it's Goodnight. Both, but it's both. It's Rennie Harlan directed. Um, Shane Black. 
You could do Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Dazed and Confused. The Crow, Dark City. That's a possibility. Okay. Silver Streak and Stir Crazy. That's the other possibility. We also have Jaws and Jurassic Park, which I feel like we just did <laughs> today. I feel like that needs to go next year. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it to you, Nathan. Fast Times and Dazed and Confused. No. The Crow, Dark City. Silver Streak or Stir Crazy? Uh, Silver Streak and Stir Crazy. Fuck yeah. All right. We've got some pick sixes coming up. We also we don't even have that listed out yet. So, um, the One will most likely be music-related again. Yeah. Like album, like you want to closing tracks. You wanna, let's just do album closers next time. All right. And one other one. I just yeah. don't know what. We'll just flip a coin that day. Ding. Album. So uh, next time we get with you guys, look for album closers. Um. And then we'll have another pick six after that. And then way later, you're going to get Silver Streak and Stir Crazy. A uh, Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder, double, double, double feature, y'all. It's good. It's good shit. Both good shits. In the meantime, gang, like us, rate us, review us, follow us. Uh, leave us a review. I already said that. But do it twice. Just as nice. We will see you next time for album closers. And do us a favor, gang. Be safe. Stay off the wars. Six Pack Double Feature is a Quiltech Media production. You can like, follow, and subscribe to them on Facebook and Instagram and wherever you get your podcasts. You can buy a t-shirt and sticker at sixpackdoublefeature.com. Deep Blue Sea, they ate me! A fucking shark ate me!